0: by the side of the road hear you speak and won't let go fall to my knees as I lift my hands to pray God every reason to be here again Father's love that draws me in and all my eyes want to see is a glimpse of you Yeah I choose you, I choose you.
1: 2017 edition has come to an end which is why I want to thank Bishop Eddie Adi for being such a blessing to us at this conference yes God has used him To bring order And direction To us as pastors And into our churches And Bishop Eddie we want to say We are very grateful to you for Being used by God To bless this conference Thankfully We've not had All of him yet Because in a minute or two is going to hold this microphone and deliver the will of God for our lives and our churches. I don't think there's any point wasting any more time. Please rise your feet and with a shout, let's receive Bishop Eddie. Eddie.
2: afternoon into evening. I just want to say a few things um, to prepare the way for daddy to come tonight daddy will be in the house Awesome. God bless him for allowing himself to birth such a family. Lighthouse Chapel International is not just a church, it is a family. At least those of us who have been privileged to be part of it for such a long time, see the difference. It's not a church. We don't just go to church, we go home. We go to our family members and we thank God for the kind of wisdom God has graced him with to make such an environment possible. So this afternoon towards the evening, I am going to be talking about what I believe is the core subject, core topic for every minister. And I'll be talking about the pastor's sh- heart. The pastor's heart. Let us pray. Father, we are so blessed to be here, to be part of this conference. And for those of us invited to speak, we feel such an honor and a privilege to stand before your people this your great people that Solomon said he had not the wisdom nor the understanding to lead and that is why we stand before you and ask for the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you that our knowledge of you will not be by personal experience and by the precepts of men but it will be through the revelation the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you the eyes of our understanding being enlightened that we may know the hope of your calling and what is the riches of the glory of the inheritance you have in the saints and experience the power of the resurrection that same power that you demonstrated when you raised Christ from the dead and set him at your own right hand thank you Walk amongst the spirit of the living God. You are the greatest teacher sent to guide us into all truth. We welcome you here. Bless us and help us in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated again and again. I cannot thank my good friend, pastor, colleague of many years. In the ministry, the ebullient, dynamic, vivacious, polymathic man of God. Yes. And um, what God is using him to do and has been using him to do is nice to behold. When he stands to speak... He speaks as of the oracles of God. Yes. And I can only say one thing that it's like Joshua, God giving him that commandment that is strong and of good courage. And I think he has taken that particular instruction literally. Bold. Encourage us so that he's possessing many lands. If you should see him flock, you will understand why he's holding an art of shepherding conference. God bless you. You are a fine man of God. I don't know why my echo is so much today, it wasn't there before yesterday. I don't know what you have changed. You hear me well? Testing mic. Hello, am I on air? Am I on air? Do I sound like okay? Maybe well, if I sound like myself? Not yet. Whoever was there yesterday should please be there again to, today so that I can just. Don't worry. Today I will not step on your toes in case I stepped on your toes yesterday. Fantastic. The pastor's heart. Now, this is found in the art of shepherding book, and it's one of the main sections of this fantastic book that Bishop Edwin Morgan Quajir Ogo has kindly led us into and given us snippets and gems and some of the sentences that will make you a wonderful shepherd in the house of the Lord okay so and this I'm going to begin from chapter 37 if you have the book but if you don't you need to get it Buy the book buy the truth and sell it not it will be a blessing for your life now to understand the spiritual heart we need to understand a little bit of what the heart when we say the heart what is it about in the Bible, the heart connotes the center of things. It uses the word labab. And the word means the, the core or the center. So often when you see the heart of the tree, the heart of the sea, the heart of something, it's talking about the very inside and the source and the core of what makes that thing what it is. So when we look, when the Bible talks about the heart of a person, the heart, he's not just talking about that pumping system, that anatomical organ in your body that makes you tick. Are you listening to me? And so it's important to just understand a little bit of that. And in chapter 37, this is what is said there. He says, the human heart is located in the center of the breast. And a person's heart is the very foundation of his ministry. When they say your heart, your heart is in the center of your breast or is, is caged and protected behind your ribcage and is in there. It is in the same vein a person's, a minister's heart, a pastor's heart It's also, it is the center, is the main pumping portion of the ministry. Number two, the human heart is about as big as your clenched fist. So hold your fist like that. Uh So your heart is as big as your hand. Uh Are you getting that? And it shows that the works of your hands will only be as big as your heart. So... If your heart is small for your ministry, then your ministry will not be, the work, your hands, your handiwork, as far as the ministry is concerned, can never be as big as this, your small heart that you have for the ministry. And if you don't understand this and don't put it in its right context, you will never grow beyond a certain point because your heart has not been enlarged. Number three, or if you like, you can say, the bigger your heart, the bigger the works that you will do. Number three, the human heart contains blood which contains all the nutrients. Yes, so your blood is the kind of vehicle is through which the things you eat turn into paste and they are absorbed through, I think, uh, semi-permeable membranes through osmosis and diffusion you get some of these things I think my professor is here so I think I'm confident to speak yes and your, the things enter your bloodstream and your blood sends them everywhere in your body which means that your ministry the life of your ministry is given by how the condition of your heart is And that is why if blood stops going to certain parts of your body physically, that part starts to die. In the same way, if your heart does not enter into certain areas of your ministry, that area is starting to die. And sometimes you wouldn't know why certain areas are dead or dying. The only reason is because your heart is not there. Your heart is not in it. Number four, the human heart works by receiving and then giving blood. This means that what you allow to come into your heart is what you will eventually give out. It receives blood, the heart, and then it pumps blood. So it means that whatever enters into you, your heart, is what will eventually play out. And in a couple of minutes, I'm going to try my very best because it's a very broad area, but I'm going to try my very best to introduce you to some of the areas of good hearts, healthy hearts you must develop so that your ministry can have a certain life in it. I coming, mean, you get it. You get it. Number five, the human heart pumps blood to the furthermost and distant parts of the body. This demonstrates how the spiritual heart affects the furthermost and minutest aspects of your life. Every aspect of your life is somehow affected by what is in your heart. What you allow into your heart will eventually determine what you become. It is the life-giving part of your ministry. So why is the pastor's heart important? Number one, the pastor's heart is important because of a very strong admonition God has given us to guard it. In Proverbs chapter 4, verse four, 23. Proverbs 4:23, he says, Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. <laughs> Keep your heart. Guard your heart. Or in other words, protect your heart. Now, any installation or any area that has something important there is surrounded by big walls. Sometimes you see a very high wall, then there's a razor wire fencing on it and it is also electrified. It shows you that The house Or that office Is a very important place And sometimes After the strong wall And the razor fencing And the electric fine of the fencing There are security guards And then on top of the security guards There are wild dogs Bull Mastiff boo Rottweiler Doberman Wild guard dogs Because when it is important you will keep it many homes that don't have walls there's nothing there even the people in the house you can carry them they don't lock the door so they open the doors when they are sleeping it's like if you like come for me and take me I am a persona non grata. You can take me for whatever you want. So I'm sure when some robbers are passing by and see wallless houses and doors that are open, they just insult the people. Go to the American embassy and you will see fortification. It's because it's important. That place is an important place. And God's admonition is that keep your heart. Guard your heart. Protect your heart. Shield your heart because out of it are the issues of life and ministry. Now some of you have not protected your heart. All kinds of contaminants have entered your heart. All kinds of impurities have entered your heart and you have have, Actually talking, you are about to die. Your heart is about to malfunction. So when you see in the Bible, God is giving you instructions. He's not telling you that, tell me to keep it. Or he's not asking, he's not, father, keep my heart. No, he said, you, keep your heart. Guard your heart. Because things can enter your heart. <laughs> the Bible says, the hour came, Satan having put into the heart of Judas to betray Christ, he put it in his heart. It entered into his heart. So even when Jesus gave word of knowledge that one of you will betray me," he didn't see himself as I have been found out. It and it was too much in his heart for, for him to change. When Jesus said, "Have I not chosen you twelve? one of you is a devil. He didn't see it was him. And when the disciples asked John, the Revelator, who leaned on the breast of Jesus, and he, they said, "Ask him who will betray him," and he said, "The one to whom I dip the sop, he is the one who betrayed me." And the Bible says, while they were supping, he dipped, he put the, he put the bread in the wine and put it inside Judas's mouth. And still Judas didn't see that they are talking about me. Because when something enters your heart, it's very dangerous. That's why the strong admonition, keep your heart, guard your heart, protect your heart, shield your heart. Don't let anything at all just enter it. Uh, Let me read from the book. The extent of security around a building reveals how sensitive and important it is. Number two, the pastor's heart is important. Your heart is important because it is the source of all that you minister. Yes. It is the source of everything you will ever do for God. Every preaching, every relationship, every action, every move you make, every offering you will give, every prayer you will pray, everyone you will love, and everyone you will hate. It's going to flow from your heart. Some people's messages are wrong messages because what has entered their heart has discolored their preaching. And the preaching is littered with all kinds of contaminations. And those who labor under them suffer the same. Guard your heart. He says, for out of it are the issues of life. Number three. The pastor's heart is important because it is the source of all issues and problems. Hey. Hmm. That's why when I'm doing marriage counseling, I try my very first few minutes to ascertain whether a person has it in their hearts to obey God. Otherwise, marriage counseling is useless. It's an exercise of no consequence. Recently, I was counseling a couple. I could sense the lady was not listening to me. And I said, you people, I don't want to waste my time. Is it that you want to just list problems? This is the problem, this is the problem, this is the problem, and satisfy yourself that you have problems in the marriage. All that you want is solution. At a point, I said, I don't want to waste my time. I just got up. I didn't even pray for them. I left. Because I've counseled before from 9pm till 5am I counseled a lady whom I thought was a daughter who listened to the word and everything oh I kept speaking when I say one she will say this when I say one she will say this the husband brought forensic evidence of her phone conversations with some supposed type of intimate friendship with some guy who was not even in the same country with her. And he tapped their phone and recorded their conversation. I said, hey, we we are FBI agents. <laughs> More than CIA. And <laughs> I played the recording. She oh, listened. This one, oh. Oh. <laughs> oh i was just joking and then i don't know why she's she's taking it serious i was just joking with with somebody during the telephone conversation that he recorded that particular conversation as she was talking to somebody else over on the other side then came a call ping ping that means a call was waiting so she picked that one Hold on, I'm coming. Then she picked the call, and the voice that came was the pastor's wife. Then the pastor's wife said, "Hello. How is everything?" She said, Everything is fine. So how is the marriage situation? How's it going?" Ah. God is in control. And then. Pastor's wife said, okay, you see, as the Bible says, you know, then she gave some Bible advice, Bible verses, and then added her advice and everything within the Bible context. And then she said, okay, I'll see you later. Then she hung up. Then she spoke to the guy. The guy came up. Then the guy asked, Namoni, who was that? Then she said, Jay Osofwenga." Is, is it not the pastor's wife? Then the guy asked, what does she want? Then she said, ah, but they didn't know everything. I mean, the person was saying, Oh, everything is by his grace it will be okay Yo, thank you praise the lord amen bye bye hey! when she hung up with the pastor's wife and the other guy came her voice, the tone of the voice changed I thought it was a man is it not the pastor's wife what does she want? Eh, but they know everything. That's how sure. They know everything already. It's not that she's coming, she's telling me the Bible says, the Bible says, the Bible says, na 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 eh? na. Hey. So I paused the recording and I asked her that. Ah. So we who are counseling you, we who love you and are counseling you, our advice, you are calling our advice. Na 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 na. No. What had entered her heart, the counseling of the pastor couldn't solve it. Because that's why the Bible says that keep your heart open. Because what you will not know, they'll be talking to you, you here. They'll, they'll be advising you, you can't take it. They'll, they'll be correcting you, you can't receive it. They'll be laughing you, you can't feel the love. Because you have allowed some contaminants to enter your heart. It was almost five AM when we finished, and she followed the path she had determined to follow before we spoke. So I, I told myself, "So why did I waste my time? I could have finished the counseling thirty minutes into the counseling. and needed not to go to through this sleepless night. May all night to up by now. So skakraba kingdom." Because when you are talking to somebody whose heart is hardened towards the word of God. Because the issues, the counseling issues, the issues of the marriage, the discussions we are having, the talking you bring from modern marriage, then you quote the uh, duties of a wife, then you talk about communication in marriage, then you talk about finances in marriage, then you say uh, 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 what problem solving in marriage then you tell them that how you should not, when you are solving problems, one of the main principles is that we must never argue to win. Hey! You bring verses, scripture, but you see, the heart of the person has been, you see, has been, they put an iron sheet. So everything you say, it bounces and falls off, bounces and falls off, bounces and falls off. And if it enters into the heart of a pastor who is associate, associated with you as the assistant pastor, or some kind of person at your right hand. But in his heart, he has determined to leave your ministry. He's gone. He's gone a long time. Guard your heart. Guard your heart. You wait. I'm coming. <laughs> Please, I'm reading sentences from the book. The source of all issues and problems. The pastor's heart is important because it influences everything in his life. The Living Bible puts it this way. Proverbs four twenty three. Living Bible puts it this way. Above all else, guard your affections for they influence everything else in your life. They influence your relationships. They influence your association with other pastors not within the church. They influence your receptivity to a man of God who has anointing that can shift your church from 100 to 1,000. Number five, the pastor's heart is important because that is where life begins. The life of your ministry it emanates from your heart. If your heart is full of life, your ministry will be full of life. The Message Bible puts Proverbs 4.23 this way. It says, keep vigilant, watch over your heart. Keep vigilant, watch over your heart. That is where life begins. Church growth begins from your heart. The miracles that will flow from your, your, your ministry, it will begin from your heart. You see, it will be somewhere. if you're a pastor and somebody asks you, do you want your church to grow? And you say no. It, 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 will be, it will be a travesty of spiritual justice. For you to give such an answer that I don't want my church to grow. you are serious. So, if I were to ask all pastors here, do you, do you want your church to grow? 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 I mean, it will be against spiritual normalcy for a human pastor to respond that no, I don't want my church to grow. In fact, your church members will carry you out of the church. Like, ah, <laughs> any other thing yeah, I'll <laughs> But the answer is from your mouth but what is in your heart is what will give life to the desire of the heart. It's not, it hasn't entered, you are just saying, yes, I want, but it hasn't entered your heart yet. You haven't allowed the thing to enter your heart. I like uh, the guy called Isaac. His father chose a wife for him. The Bible says, when they brought Rebekah. A servant went to find a wife for the boy. When the houseboy brought the wife that the houseboy had chosen for the son of the man of the house, the Bible says that he took her to his mother's tent and she became his wife. You see, which means that my father says they should go and find a wife from my, my father's area where we come from. And my father has sent his houseboy. And the boy has brought a wife that my father has chosen for me. I will allow my heart to embrace her and flow with her. So the first day she saw her, the very moment, the Bible says that he took her to his mother. Ma- I think they didn't have a wedding. Though. They said, Simple and it's yeah, just take her to your mother's tent and then from that day, on, no, she'll become your mother. You cannot do that today. Please, don't go and say that when we went. Bishop said, we can now go and just take somebody to her mother's tent and then she'll become our wife. I don't want to say something. Bishop ogus anointing has not fallen on me yet. It will come at a point, but it hasn't come yet. I would have said that we are, you are a stupid boy. The pastor's heart is important because it is an unknowable element. Who can know what is in your heart? Jeremiah 17:9, It says that the heart is desperately wicked. Who can know it? David said, "Search me, O God, and know my, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts, and see if there be any wicked way in me. Wickedness can be in your heart. You won't even know it. Money can be in your heart. You don't know it." Your visitation is laden with a desire for money. But you don't know that you are visiting because of money. You think you are visiting because it is a pastoral duty. As you are visiting, your eyes are twinkling. When you see the Samsung cave in their home, you are longing for them to give you one. The pastor's heart is important Because it is a treasure box containing many good things. Contains many good things. Matthew 12, 35. It says, Are you you interested in the Bible? Okay. A good man out of the good treasure of the heart bringeth forth good things. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart bringeth forth good things. And an evil man out of the evil treasure bringeth forth evil things. So it is also important because it is the source of many evil things. Quarreling from the heart. A good man. In Mark chapter 7, verse 21, he says, For from within, out of the heart of man, proceed. Evil thoughts, adulteries, fornications, murders, thefts, covetousness, wickedness, deceit, lasciviousness, an evil eye, blasphemy, pride, foolishness. All these evil things come from within and defile the man. See? So when you, that we talk about your heart you may be joking just going to pray and just saying that Lord, kill my enemies. Lord, destroy my attempt for, Lord, but I tell you you need to pray about your heart. Pray about the condition of your heart. The state of your heart is determining so many things but you are not aware of it. That's why Jesus said if you look at a woman you have not touched her, but like you have come for a conference like this and you see a sister, maybe how she's dressed, and then a thought, first it comes, oh, if I. So she passes. Then she comes again later. Then the if I becomes, oh, I get a good like. If you are not careful you can even imagine beyond just a, I get a good like to wow how she's moving to whom to, to whom for. to whom does it belong to, to whom to, to whom for. to whom does it belong to whom to whom a, to whom, a, to whom. it will be speaking in your you'll be saying to yourself Sie! the way she's moving in a simple harmonic motion if I get her me and her will be moving in a synchronized simple harmonic motion to whom to, whom for to whom does it belong to, to whom for to whom to, whom Hey!" The Bible says, Jesus, not I didn't say it. Jesus says, the person who has such an imagination, he has already... And the reason is because he saw it in your heart. And he said, you have already committed it. You don't have to physically take it to it. A lot of us are fornicators. Especially the brothers. Because we are we are, <laughs> we, are the, we are the ones that we are worried by what we see yes, if a lady dresses and the, the, the cleavage is seen pe- then you are worried hey! if a lady is sitting in front of you wearing a t-shirt when she lifts her hand and the top of her panty shows a bit now you have got an erection So you can be in the church eh you are fornicating you are committing adultery you are ejaculating you are doing i mean you have been sentenced long long time and that's why you shouldn't be proud because you may be proudly saying that me oh me i don't i've never a woman touched a, no me, i've never touched a woman but in god's sight you even right now you are fornicated because What he saw in your heart. That's why it says guard your heart. Because you can easily find such a thought entering your heart. Listen. Don't we all hear the verse. As he thinketh in his heart. So is he. He hasn't become yet. But the Bible says as he thinketh in his heart. He has become what he is thinking in the heart. He's already become it. And there's a very fine, permeable membrane between the mind where your thoughts are centered and your heart, where your heart is. They very because something you are thinking about now before you realize, hey, it has fallen into your heart. That's why they say, don't entertain thoughts for a long time. Because the longer you allow certain things to be in your mind, the easier it is for it to sink into your heart. So the Bible says, guard your heart. Protect it. Protect it. Some of you, uh, you are serving a pastor very well, but your heart's condition is wrong. And you are allowing your mind to go on too many bad things. He doesn't like me. I don't know why he didn't call me for that meeting. Why did they exclude me from that meeting? And, and you are allowed, why is he preaching what he's preaching? Why, why was he looking at my face when he was preaching? So the looking at your face, or oh, he said something and he pointed. One day I was in a church. I was taking an offering. And you know, my church, we are quite it's a family, so we have, we can mention anybody's name. I do you understand what I'm saying? So I was just saying that. You know, sometimes in the church, people don't pay tithe. They are members, all right. They've been in members, long-standing members. They don't pay tithe. Sometimes six months, they haven't paid. Then I asked a certain sister, sister, so-and-so, do you understand what I'm saying? Hey. She didn't come to church for the next three weeks. And somebody went to visit her. And she said, don't mind that Reverend Addy. I was not a bishop. I was a reverend. Don't mind that reverend. Addy. He has gone to see the church records and has discovered that I have not paid for six months and he has come to embarrass me in the church. Yeah. And I didn't know. I had access to the church records but I had not gone to see. But the spirit himself had revealed to me what was happening there. And instead of repenting, and doing what was right she rather took offense because sometimes they can just point to you innocently and you take offense why are you using me for an example because of how you have allowed certain bad thoughts to stay hey you wait i'm coming i have not finished Your heart can be the source of many evil things, that's why you must guard it. Yeah, you guard your money, that's not what you should be guarding. You 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 guard your clothes, you shouldn't be guarding them. You've secured your instruments in the church and put all kinds of metals at your gates with security men. That's not what you should be. You'll be guarding your heart. If it is indeed the source of everything you minister, then your anointing also is going to flow from your heart. How you have allowed your heart to be conditioned. Number nine. Last but one. The pastor's heart is important because it can be a residence for God. And then finally, it can also be a residence for demons. In Ephesians 3.17, it says that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith. Dwell in your hearts. That's where God can re- reside. You know, when we quote Revelation 3.20, we often use it for unbelievers who are coming to give their lives to Christ, isn't it? Behold, I stand at the door and I knock. But, but Jesus was talking to a church. He was telling the church, I'm standing at the door and I'm knocking. If any man hears and opens, I will come in into him and I will sup with him and he with me. It was not to unbelievers. He was talking to a church. And I believe he can also be talking to you as an individual. Is the door to your heart open to him or he's outside? In fact, when we were in SU, they, they, they gave us, um, there used to be some tracts, you know, salvation tract and, and somewhere in the tract they had drawn a circle. When you are not a believer, Christ represented by a cross is outside the circle. Your heart is indicated by the circle. Uh-huh. And self, and there's a chair in the circle and S is on top of the chair. It means self is in the heart and self is inside the throne and self is ruling and Christ is outside. When you become saved, They take the cross and bring it inside. And if you're a Christian who is spirit-controlled, the cross sits on the chair and the self is outside. (laughs) He's trying to tell you that you can be saved, but in fact, just last week, I didn't even know I was going to preach about this. Last week, I was telling some people that I think that Christ is not the Lord of a lot of Christians. From the way I see how Christians respond and do things, I realize that Christ is not their Lord, even though they they claim to be saved. What it is is that he is not the Lord in your heart. He is the Lord on Sunday. He is the Lord when you are inside the church. He is the Lord when you are worshiping. He is the Lord when you are dancing. But he is not the Lord when you come under pressure. And the Bible says that when an unclean spirit goes out of a man, uh, he walketh through dry places seeking rest, findeth none. And then he saith, I will return into my house from whence I came out. And when he is come, he findeth it empty, swept, garnished. Then goeth he and taketh with himself seven other spirits more wicked than himself. And they enter in and dwell there. And the last date of that man is worse than the first. Even so, shall it be also unto this wicked and perverse generation. Matthew chapter 12 from verses 43 to 45. Demons. Can be moving through dry places and they are looking for a place to rest. He says, when unclean spirit leaves a man, he goes round. If he doesn't find a place to stay, he comes back to where he was driven out of. And then if he finds it clean, perfect, everything is working, and but it has not been occupied. Then he goes to bring seven other friends, wicked ones, and then they come and they come and dwell inside. Your heart can be the residence of demons. Look. You can argue theologically and this type of theological exegesis and homiletical hermeneutics. Can a a believer be demon-possessed or can a believer be demon-oppressed? Or can he be oppressed but not suppressed? Or depressed but not oppressed? Or obsessed? Or possessed? Which one? You, You argue theologically, but... What Jesus is saying is that he's talking about a demon can go out of a man and then return. And when the place is not occupied, he will come again. No, you, you continue with your argument. I want to run away from, from, from such a situation. So with all this being the reason why God is giving such a strong admonition for your heart, how can you develop a heart that is healthy, that is strong. Because even in life, especially when you are growing older, there's so much concern about the condition of your heart. <laughs> is that not so? Yes. The amount of blood you have, how much of it is pumped, where it goes, how, how, how much of it goes, where it is going, what is in the blood. Hey! If you are going to marry someone and you go and do a test and the person has hepatitis B. You say, I beg (laughs) you. There is contamination in his blood. I cannot marry him. But why don't we have such a concern for your heart? Spiritual, And in the spirit, there are many sicknesses and diseases of the heart. Lest I miss an opportunity to give you good ones, I'm going to begin with healthy and good hearts. How you can develop a good and a healthy heart. Are you Red Are you Red Hallelujah. May the Lord help you. May He help you. May He help you. That every word that is spoken now will be practical in your life. Number one, I like to talk about developing a willing heart. A willing heart. In Exodus 25, verse 2, God is speaking to Moses and he says, Speak unto the children of Israel that they bring me an offering of every man that giveth it willingly with his heart. Ye shall take my offerings. So there's something called a willing heart. A willing heart is someone who is easy to flow along with. If he's willing, he will give freely. In 2 Corinthians 8, Paul was writing to the Corinthians. He says, for to their power I bear record. Yea, and beyond their power, they were willing of themselves, praying us with much entreaty that we would receive the gift and take upon us the fellowship of the ministry of the saints. And this they did, not as we hoped, but first gave their own selves to the Lord and unto us by the will of God. They willingly gave themselves. See, they were given an offering and they get see if somebody's giving an offering willingly, oh, take it. You say, oh no, 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 you don't have much. Oh, take it. I say, oh, no, please. No, 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 this one. But there are some people, if you make a mistake of saying, oh, it's okay, oh, okay, you then <laughs> the offering goes back. <laughs> When God was looking for offerings to build his tabernacle, he said, anybody who gives it willingly, that's what I like. Nobody here will like someone that you are marrying and you are going to marry and the person is not willing or has been forced. (laughs) You know, sometimes as pastors, I'm a pastor, I've been a pastor for, if I add my secondary school days, pastoring students. I think I've been a pastor since nineteen seventy-seven. Yes. I've been pastoring, counseling, advising, using the word to help people since nineteen seventy seven. I think it's quite it's been forty years, a day at forty. I can easily celebrate Eddie at forty. Yes. Ministry at forty. (laughs) Eddie Ministry at 40. 40. And maybe use 20 million Ghana cities. Eddie at forty. I will invite all of you for lunch. I'll put you in hotels. I mean, I'll give you chauffeur-driven cars. Eddie at forty ministry. Sometimes in our concern for our sheep, we make recommendations of brother to sister or sister to brother for marriage. I do it. And I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it. I've done. I'll do. I'll continue to do it. I shall do. I have to do. If you are genuine pastor, the non-married sisters are more in the church. Five ones to old. Hey! Faithful ones singing in the choir. I was watching Grace when she was singing. Is, is, she, is, she, is she married? Is she well beloved? Hey! I was watching her. Because I'm a pastor. So I was sitting there I was saying, oh, this nice musician singing, you know, and, and now, you see, her passion for singing is only directed at God. You know? All I need is
0: you, Lord. Is you, <laughs>
2: All I want. what can she say all she needs is Jehovah all she needs is the Lord she has no other person to even sing to you see and as a pastor even now as I'm talking I'm going to negotiate with Pastor Edwin a brother I have I think she will be good for him It doesn't matter if after they are married she still sings here but at least as a pastor i will be very happy for a nice faithful dedicated sister to be married by one of our brothers in the church and it's one church my guy will marry her she will still sing here or if Bishop Ogo doesn't mind, to, she can follow her husband. Yes. No, she can. She can minister here. It's not a problem because Lighthouse is like that. My church is at the Kudesha. My wife is at the Kudesh, I'm at airport. It's not a problem. It's not a problem at all. Yeah. Bishop Edwin's wife is at the Kodesh. Okay, now she comes to play lukum here. It's okay. So she can be here, Cry. It's not a problem. But I'm saying that as a pastor, yes. you will recommend. Yes. But it will be very sad after you have recommended. When they have an issue. For one of them to say that, Adiano I didn't want to marry you. Yeah. Bishop Eddie is the one who put pressure on me. It's like I, I was not willing. You see, that's what you need to develop. A willing heart. Some pastors are in the ministry. They are not really in the ministry with a willing heart. As you for so. Some lay pastors, as if you have to force them to come to church. When you are willing, develop a willing heart. Yes. Number two. You know, there are many good hearts. So, I'll be just picking and choosing. Okay. Develop a stirred heart. A stirred up heart. A heart that has been stirred up. A stirred heart, you find again in Exodus 35, verse 21. And they came, everyone whose heart stirred him up. And everyone whom his spirit made willing... And they brought the Lord's offering to the work of the tabernacle of the congregation and for all his service for the holy garment. Someone whose heart is teared up is someone who's, who is excited at adventure. Yes. And move, he's excited and moved toward the expression of an emotion and, and he's, he's easy to flow along a new adventure. He's teared up we don't know anything about how tabernacles are built. But Moses says, God says he should build a tabernacle. So, Charlie, let's go and help to build it. It was stirred up. When you have people like that in the church, a new idea you bring, you see them, it was not my idea, I didn't wait on God. If the pastor says, this is where we are going, then, Charlie, to that idea we are going, your heart is stirred up. A lot of churches have pastors who are struggling with members who don't have hearts that are stirred up. So if you have a new idea, I want the choir to now sing English songs. Their hearts don't stir them up towards the expression of an emotion for a new adventure. so you will see that uh, when they sing a uh, 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 choir is coming then they will be shouting Loka! Loka! so you are intimidated meanwhile you are a pastor you can see Nigerians in your church you can see some Togolese have come to your church you can see some Gabonese have come to your church and you are trying to accommodate them so that they can flow in the church because look if you go to a church that you don't understand their language when we go to korea many times they give us earpieces with english interpretation so you see them there. and there are people who understand it they'll be saying Amen. <laughs> Hey. They say, Oh, are, they are going to pray. We don't know whether they are saying, Shall we pray or take an offering? You'll be watching, ah, then they will shout, chow, chow, chow. Then they start speaking in tongues like eh. Hey, ah, hey. So we are supposed to be praying. Oh, okay. <laughs> So I can imagine somebody coming to a tree raw. You see, and when you are raw speaker, oh tree not And there. there are some things. What kind of tree? and now well, feeling. Praise the Lord. And I'm not even there is a way that the, the voice. oh praise God. Aha, I'm not aha uh-huh. na nah uh-huh. nah, nah na me waitin me call waiting aha na na me make call waiting na me honor self enwesrafoforo bi we nyame ma me new anointing me and a me be a no. na me nemose. say me preach Obe wa, ya obenya wa resa anointing na abalo eya ya anointing oh sister get take it to one take it to two take it to three and take it to four i feel it i feel like preaching My pro, who me, come for Jesus. Yeah,
0: me i
2: <showcase> bring my towel, bring my towel
1: Bring my towel,
2: bring my towel I'm a mania mi huwama yuyasi Lejo jobe brah min mamui eradiye
0: I'm a
2: mania My titi anuwa nimwana Minami kasa I'm a mania mi mamio Eradi kasa Mama was some Ben Iano? What said? Was he okay? Then I may catch it. I was saying that in a go. I was someone no. One on now, or better than ah. who I did. I'm but when some knocka said jesus 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 you see you see the feeling is very nice so if you are a cheap preacher sometimes but I feeling you no know, even even let's say myself myself when i go for convention I get a certain flow when I'm singing these songs. Nia wede mi a be do yi. Ayé mi fatoto. Nia waya mani. E promintia sié yi so. Et mé pa mini ek. Na waya mi Achimaye, oh, oh,
0: yeah.
2: Me say that I, I will Now I shall who are a No catch horse me Now say yeah.
0: Achimaye, oh,
2: yeah. What is that Wa se sa me chabrè Wa se sa me dit Et Diana Asrefo wa de serome Eh me pa minié na wanyami seyé atimaié Oh Listen. so if you're a pastor you want to be more international you want to be more diverse so you want to introduce some diversity in your worship in the music and everything if you don't have people who have hearts that are stirred up so that they quickly because you see god said yeah, build me a tabernacle there are people who are bringing money they don't know what a tabernacle is There is no precedence. So if somebody says, we are going to build a tabernacle, your heart has to be, that's why those whose hearts stirred them up, they came. Because if your heart is not stirred up, you will not give. Sometimes you want to build a building. People have money in their church. They they won't give it. Because his heart is not stirred up. Some of you have come for the conference. We are recommending books, tapes, makane. Your heart is not stirred up in you towards embracing Hey, Papa no, there must be something in what he's saying. Your heart is stirred up. You see that you embrace new ideas. prophetic tower uh, take it to one take it to two take it take it take it take it take it, take it. Uh, so I'm saying that you need people who hearts stirred them up towards embracing they quickly flow with an idea you are bringing it's like the as if they are sanguines who don't think because when you are following a man of God many times you don't have to think a lot your own thinking just follow him and just flow but without a stirred up heart you can never flow with the different corners and the nuances and the corners and the hills and the valleys that a man of God may send you through I'm glad my heart has been stirred up for years with reference to Bishop Daggward Mills I've never opposed any idea Sometimes I'm not sure how it will go, but Bishop had the idea. Oh, I receive it. I'm flowing. You wouldn't understand how to listen to messages, how listening to messages can change your preaching and your ministry here, as if you have not even preached before that when you now start preaching, it's as though you have now entered the ministry phase one. Because of how you learned how to listen to messages, preaching, reading books. Sometimes a book is open, a tape is playing, and a video is also playing. It's like you are trying. You see, you are like a minor. May share. But maybe this is when you will get such an impartation. And then from this moment, your ministry is as though you have never even done ministry before. As if you are now, it's like a born again minister. But you can't understand it. So sometimes allow your heart to embrace what somebody is sharing. And before you realize, you've gone to collect. I remember a man of God from Cape Coast. He came, his friend gave him $300 as a gift in an envelope from abroad. He came to our bookshop and spent all the $300 buying books, tapes, messages, that of Bishop Doug. A pastor in Cape Coast. He said weekday service, he could gather 300 people in Cape Coast, weekday service. He says his ministry and life totally transformed when he locked onto the book, the books. Let your heart stir you up. Okay, yay. I have only two. Number three a soft heart. A soft heart. Job twenty three sixteen. Oh he says God maketh my heart soft a soft heart is a heart that is compassionate and kind you have compassion very easily a pastor needs a soft heart a pastor needs a soft heart church members are weak They need somebody who has a soft heart to be compassionate. Others say with fear, having compassion. If you don't have a soft heart, sinners cannot thrive around you to be changed into sinners, uh, into saints. There are people who are around, serving around. Oh, you would not know where the rock from which they were hewn. You would not have any idea. How they were at the beginnings of their of their Christian lives, that somebody had compassion, who had a soft heart to say, "Hey, guy, no. What what is Holy Ghost baptism? Sunday ya, Monday o kusrana o blugue wa them. Ah, Holy Ghost ya yeah, me dema o sati Sunday wiyi. Uchese uh, Monday kura untimu madi anjaso." Asa. and when he was speaking the tongues too, no. Now you are sorry. I said, Monday, you are passing by just to visit your convert for whom you have administered holy good baptism. Oh, hey, 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 oh, 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 Jim, oh, Jim, oh, Jim, oh, Jim, and that's not how his tongues were. I'm sorry, eh? it's that, that's not how I... Bishop Ogo is the one who has made this type of things rubber for on me. Eh? So if you don't have compassion and you are very this type of holier than thou, as you, especially yeah, what S you know? you're more judgmental. We will slice you down right now. How dare you fornicate after Holy Ghost baptism? Huh? Thou son of perdition. It seems like you are not ordained to eternal life. (laughs) No, 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 no. And you make sure he knows you are around. And you heard all that, the goings on. And that you heard the groanings. Not of the spirits. But of the SOJs. The shouts of joy. And then you, when he appears, that even he can't come to the church. He can't come. He cannot darken the doorway. It's like, it's like then you say, oh, I hear brother Jim is looking for you. Jim what? Bad boy. Foolish boy. Get yeah, me. Holy ghost. Holy ghost. Baptism. San Come and see him displaying here. He has disgraced God. He has disgraced me. He has disgraced the church. Tell him that I'm not ready to see him. But you'll be shocked people who are pastors. Building big, big, big churches with congregations. The mud they have been dug out of. Yes. Psalm 43, he says, For he has lifted me out of the miry clay. And he has set my feet upon the rock to stay. And he has put a song in my mouth to sing. Even praise unto our God. Many shall see it and fear. And they will put their trust in the Lord. Oh, may why are co see some a
0: Oh, baby, are
2: co see some The people who have songs in their mouth that people are going to hear and they will see and put their trust in God. They were dark from a miry clay. They were not... They were not saints from their mother's womb. You need a soft heart, which is conciliatory. When you also have a soft heart, you are conciliatory. It means that you reconcile easily. You, you, you can be spoken to a soft heart. Job said, God maketh my heart. So that's why all kinds of friends will come and talk to him. All kinds of friends. Also, I witty way. Nobody can talk to you. Even if you are a pastor. Nobody can talk to you or advise you, even in any line, along a line of ministry. God maketh my heart soft. You see, you have to pray for such things. Maybe it's not. You see, when you hear Paul praying, a lot of Paul's prayers. Most of the church doesn't pray it. It doesn't sound powerful. That the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know the hope of your calling and the riches of the glory of the inheritance you have in the saints. And what is the exceeding greatness of your power towards us who believe according to the working of your mighty power, which you demonstrated when you raised Christ from the dead and set him at your own right hand, far by principalities and powers. It's, it doesn't, it's like the eyes of your understanding being enlightened. Eh, what kind of prayer is that? Mienbubu eh? demons. Let's break, 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 break. We should pray. but He was praying for that the eyes of your understanding will be enlightened. He's talking about the heart. That you'll be filled with all wisdom and spiritual understanding. It's not something that you can easily, even when you put your mind to it, that I'll be filled eh? with what? All wisdom and spiritual understanding. I don't We are looking for money. You see? Spiritual understanding. What is that? What is spiritual understanding? But it is that based on these prayers that the churches were established. Pray for your heart to be soft so that when you are going wrong, somebody can speak to you. Or even you don't think you are wrong. And okay, you are not even wrong, but they will tell you to apologize. And even though you are not wrong, you will apologize when your heart is soft, you apologize, and you'll be a son of peace. Your heart is too stony. God maketh my heart soft. I can, even people can speak, I will pick what they have said, whether they are below me, around me, or above me, on top of me, under me, surrounding me, in front of me, behind me, whatever you are, I can learn something from you. Not a fool. Otherwise, Naaman would have gone back to Syria with his leprosy, took a servant little girl to speak to him and say, ah, you went to the man of God. The man of God says, Go and bath in a river that is not so nice. It's not such a complex something to do. Is you if your heart is not soft, a little girl cannot talk to you. And we say, "Ufau <laughs> kwa Hey, let's go to Syria you prophet come to you come and pray and heal me I thought you would come out of your house and you would call on your God and you will strike your hand on the leprosy and the leper will be cleansed hey, let's go to Syria nonsense You see, but as you are going, you are going with your leprosy. You are going with all your problems. And you are going back to Syria the same way you came. I don't want to go the same way I came. Touch me with your hand. I don't want to go the same way that I came. More atmosphere, dodo. Me Pray for a soft heart. Number five. Pray number five, but it's number four, but it's number five. Pray for a heart, a, a heart of wax. In Psalm 22, verse 14, he says, Psalm 22, verse 14, he says, I am poured out like water, and all my bones are out of joint. My heart is like wax, it is melted in the midst of my bowels. Bishop writes, he says, A heart of wax is a pliable heart. It is also a heart that has assumed a specified characteristic quality or state. It is pliable. pliable It means it is malleable. Onti malleable asia. It means it is what? Flexible. Onti flexible so It is moldable. And bendable. Yes. If your heart is not waxy, you can ministry on your dear. You can't do well. I mean, I have been with Bishop for all these years. He would say, lead worship. I started leading worship. I led worship for a long time in the church. Teaching songs, jumping, dancing, running around, oh. Then he said, look, I want you to start teaching pastors and raising shepherds. So I remember he said to me that we have been SU for a long time and we're brought up with SU Scripture Union. So we are more scripture, scripture. So you see that every book Bishop Doug writes, there's a scripture. There's virtually no point that doesn't have a scriptural backing. Balanced scriptural backing. I said our children whom we are raising up they don't have that foundation. They don't memorize scriptures, quiet time and all so let's go to Scripture Union head office. So we went to Scripture Union head office to go and collect their Bible study outlines, how quiet time outlines, how they teach how to have quiet time and so on. Bible studies. There's a difference between quiet time and Bible studies. They gave us an outline for quiet time. He gave us an outline for Bible studies. We came to design. So he made me design school of the word. It was the first school, school of the word. Let us teach our children the importance of the word of God, how to study it, how to understand it. So we had we had we set up schools in the afternoon. I taught those schools for several years. At a point I can stand in the the class, a lot of reading, but I don't read. I hold the book, I, I start reciting it. The worship leader, Maliabo, he has become a teacher of shepherds. Then at a the point he says, look, I want you to go around. I remember the first day he said I should go and do camps. I said, no, you do camps. Through camps, you send missionaries here, here, here. here. So in fact, we can't do it. I could imagine standing on my feet for the whole days like I am the one I will speak from the morning till the night just a few hours break in between. They go and sleep. They come back. It was military camp. You'll be talking now. Uh. But you see, if your heart is like wax and it can melt, it can be molded, it can be bent, it can yield, it can, it can, it can be what? It can be flexible. So I, I changed into a camp speaker. I started to study the teachings that he had been teaching. Even in those days, there were no, there, we didn't have books. He had not published books. Yeah. We had manuals. I made a manual of tapes, messages he had taught, small group meetings. I made a manual of all. Oh, we had six manuals. And I started to study the points and the, and the messages. Take the Bible, read the stories, pretexts. Texts. texts. Context. Pro text. <laughs> to understand the text. When you talk about loyalty, I said my pastor teaches loyalty. I myself must understand what my pastor teaches. I took the whole of first Samuel, second Samuel, Kings and read it with detail, understanding, underline, checking with this point, checking with this message here, checking, checking, until... I came into the message and understood. Ah, this is what, what he said. And I started teaching camps for years. One day I was there. He said, Pierre, I think it would be a good idea for you to take one of, and I was not a pastor of a particular branch. I travel, uh, when I come then at the Kodesh, I have my seat. Up till today, my seat is there. You can't even sit on it to take pictures. It's still there up till today. My Kodesh pastor is here. He has preserved my chair. My wife sits on the left. I sit by her, and it is there. If I'm not there, it is there. If you if you sit on it to take pictures, Ashes will carry you and throw you out of the church. <laughs> I mean, it's a joke, but you should take it seriously. <laughs> when I come from a camp, sometimes six weeks, all over the place, go and have come back to back. Sometimes eight camps in succession. When I arrive back, Bishop Saki will preach. When he finishes, oh, let's welcome uh, Bishop Eddie to come and round up the service. Then I will go and give meat and understanding on what he has preached. Then I will take offerings. That's all. And I will collect funds. <laughs> when, I'm, when I'm ending, I will say to them that, well, this is all time will allow us until next week when we come over with the same program. This has been your regular host. The Bishop. Eddie. Adi, signing off. Then <laughs> Just for happiness, just for happiness, just for happiness. Then he said to me, I think it would be good for you to take one of the branches and see what you can make of it. Which branch can you take? Um, Sampa Valley, Sampa, no, Sampa Valley, Romeo, it's okay. How about Bowie? No. Uh, Bowie, Bowie. No, 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 no. Zoru is a very solid guy there. It's okay.
0: Um, um,
2: I, I think airport, oh. Airport. They have a branch be in some classroom. I think it will be a good place. <laughs> you see, when your heart is like wax, it can melt. It can go into a classroom because if you don't melt, you you cannot pass through the door of a classroom. You cannot pass through there. Wow, wow. Sampab Valley had a building, and I'm a bishop. Actually, I'm a bishop. You see, bishop, you no, know? <laughs> me bishop, no, me a bishop, and son, maybe no bishop. Even they say they are transferring you. Christ, they can take you to. You can just add them to me. So to na Bishop so with congregation choirs, eh? woman on the organ. Hey, Oh, church here, I'm coming home. You and I need to have some meetings. I mean, wouldn't it be nice? You say when Bishop Dag is not there, Bishop Saki is not there, Bishop Eddie will be there. So if I am the third person of the Trinity, oh, sorry, of the... <laughs> forgive. If they give you a dental, it's not a problem. But you see, you I'm talking to you like this because some of you don't have this heart.
1: Yeah.
2: One of our pastors, he was transferred. I, I don't know whether I' have time to still preach, or we can take a break. break okay. They transferred him. He was in a church with its own office. They had their, in another country, building 24-7. He had his own pastor's private office with pastor's private toilets. He had a place for his children. And most of our churches in some of these countries, just one small hall, that's all they have. All the children are at the back shouting, yeah, yeah, as if you're in a daycare. (laughs) And he was transferred. Because we thought it fit. Because none of our pastors owns the church that he's in. Actually, this church we are in, it's not Bishop Ugo who started it. It was there before somebody was transferred from here. And he was also transferred from somewhere. And he was brought here. So, no matter who you are, it can be transferred. Several of them have moved. Bishop Intefu, as you saw him here, he's moved several times for he's where he is. Even he's moving again. <laughs> Bishop Sam, you see, he has moved. Ah, he will be moving and he will keep moving and he will be moved. <laughs> Bishop Ogo has been moved, can be moved, will be moved, shall be moved. You are now shouting, yeah yeah, 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 Nobody owns the church that he's pastoring. That's right. Bishop Beckwin, I told you yesterday one pastor built a church in Cape Coast. He is this one, this one, this one. Very one of the nicest church buildings with its environment you can find in Ghana. He built it in Cape Coast. When he finished, before he could preach his first sermon in that building, he was moved. It's a mini Kodesh in Cape Coast. He was moved. And with joy, he's laughing. Up till today, he's laughing. And he was brought to Nyanyano, Kakraba. But go and see the cathedral that he has raised up with the office block. It's, it's, it's a wonder. You, see, you need a heart that is waxy. For it to be molded, shaped, you are not this, they change you to this, they change you to this, and you will not complain. And you still have a good spirit. Because based on the condition of your heart, your tomorrow's ministry will flourish. When your heart is contaminated and they move you, you can go, but you are not going willingly. And because you are not willing, and your heart is not stirred up, and your heart is not soft, and you are not waxy. You are gone, but it's like. <laughs> the pastor was moved from his nice church with church office. He was moved to another branch. And the branch met in an indoor basketball court. So, just one hall. Hall like that. Children were meeting in the corridor. No private toilet. When you go to the, 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 the washroom, the, 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 the urinals have been marched One, two, three, four, about twelve Then your members can come and stand by yourself. Hey, Bishop, hey, Pastor, the, the message you gave today, very, very powerful. As you are ringing your bell, he's also ringing his bell. I don't know whether I should continue preaching. Please come and take
0: over.
2: <laughs> Can you not take over? Please take over. I want to say that. Is this preaching? The pastor, he couldn't, he, he couldn't stand it at all. He was not waxy I thought he was waxy, he couldn't be melted. He says, My heart is it's melted within me. I, I, anane. you see, when you are rapping a lady, do you, do you see? No, uh, oh. hey, that's it. Why you wax? I mean, those of you who are in the world, I'm talking about, oh, baby when I think about you, my heart moves to the left, to the right. I, I'll give you my heart so that I use batteries. Then she's what? Melting. On You can mold her into an acrobatic gymnast. She would jump like a frog. She would bounce like a tennis ball. Because she, her heart has melted. See, that's what the man said. My heart is melted within. It's like whatever you want to do with me, you can do. Look, I wish the story of this pastor would have an, a, a happy end. Because he couldn't handle it. What he st- said was that waji machapo. If we him. The church that he had his office in He said we have Rested it from his hand When we in our hearts Even Bishop Dag himself Has never laid claim to any Even the cathedral he built He left it and made Bishop Saki the pastor And he moved out to go and pastor children A few of them Yes Yes. You see, today when you see Bishop Doug with his children, you will be shocked. You will say, "Hey, lighthouse, they are wise." So, but you see, unless you are waxy, moldable, and bendable, you will never know the new horizon of ministry that God is opening for your life. This pastor, I'm talking about, eventually he's left the church. I remember sitting with him and telling him that you are loved, though. You are loved. He couldn't, you see, his heart had been contaminated. So whatever I said couldn't change him. That you are loved, he couldn't change him. You are wanted, he can't hear. We need you, he doesn't want to hear it. I was talking to him. I said, hey, are you taking your daughter and your daughter? to leave her friends that she has grown your children were born in the church they grew up in the church all their friends are in this church are you trying to say that you are moving your child out of here to go somewhere and to have to start new friends he couldn't hear it because his heart was contaminated he left I wish his ministry was blossoming when he was leaving he told me God has called me to do something it's bigger than lighthouse I said wow I said, wow. Very sad. But me, Pierre, go and take one of these churches and see what you can make of it. You see, and I would have thought that somebody who is sending his, one of his main associates to a branch would have heard from God to give him a spiritual reason and a prophetic direction I sense in my spirit that God is moving you to the airport area where God is going to use you to do something great. But, Jack, um, which branch? I think, is it Bowie or, no, not Bowie. Uh, maybe, ah, San Papa. no, 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 not St. Maybe airport, they are in some classroom. But for me, It was the will of God. Whatever was coming was the will of God. Unless your heart is waxing, pray for it. Let your heart melt, soften. And through the grace of God today, that church is building a huge cathedral. Hey! That church, they raised their own money to build a big cathedral, they are building it. A lot of us don't have that. You you are in your church, they can't transfer you. All of you should be in the church. One person is preaching, all of you are sleeping. It's as if your ministry has come to a halt. Because you don't want to go anywhere. They are afraid to transfer you because the heart is not melted in such a way that we can mold you into a branch, Pastor. And a church offering a and so you Meanwhile, if you start a branch, you you'll be surprised that you can get 50 to add to the 70 that are here, and it will be 120. And yet, if you stay in that church, you can't go beyond 75. But because that melting of heart is not there you they can't change you to any other shape apart from chief elder in the church who gives announcement announcement a person who can preach a series of messages for one year without stopping you are giving announcement but you may not even know what is in you until because you are allowed to be molded into another vessel and it takes place in the heart. Oh, glory to God. Glory to God. The next one is an open heart. This is number eight. Whichever number you have is my number eight. Opened heart. An open heart is a heart that allows God access. Acts sixteen fourteen and a certain woman named Lydia, a seller of purple, of the city of Thyatira, which worshiped God, heard us, whose heart the Lord opened. And what happened? That she attended unto the things which were spoken of Paul. An open heart is, is open to embrace when preaching comes. It receives it. Because she didn't know them before. But, her heart was open. He had an open heart to embrace what was being taught. May your heart be open to receive what is being said. Life-changing messages can just be given to you one day. It will be the end of all your struggles. You need an open heart so that you attend unto the words that are spoken, with notes, with 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 going over with buying of tapes, videos, watching again, listening again, because your heart is open. What a tragedy to come for such a major conference and end up the same. <laughs> So, that statement is flowing from the heart. And the woman from Thyatira, a seller of purple, she attended unto the words of Paul because her heart was opened. Pray for it. When you are going for a meeting, pray for it. I have been for a conference before, SU conference, at the Presec. Those days, SU don't speak in tongues. And we went there. They taught us the Holy Ghost, his personality, his gifts, everything. But when it came to speaking in tongues, at that time, they said it was past. That was the SU doctrine. And we were also in a charismatic church. The teaching didn't sit well. They gave us a list of speakers to invite. Who told the line of SU, Scripture Union, and their doctrines. When I came back from the conference, I packed the book on top of my wardrobe. I was in sixth form then. I packed it on top of the wardrobe. And I was the SU president, convener of executive meetings, and dictator of affairs. What should happen and what shouldn't happen. When we went for executive meetings, so we are going to invite the list of people they gave us were these old SU people when they are preaching. Okay. Uh, The next one is a soft heart. You can find it in Job chapter 23, verse 16. You can also find it in Job uh, chapter 14, verse 5. And then it's also in Colossians chapter 3, verse 4. And then Ephesians chapter 5, verse 17. 2 Timothy 2, 2. And then also 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 14. You will list about 15 verses to support one point. That's the preaching. Ah, I said, no way. We are inviting Ampia Kofi. We are bringing this type of charismatic preachers oh, and, and I remember I, I invited Robert Ampeakofi of those days. It was 1982, 83. He's, when he came, I think he forgot the topic I gave him. <laughs> and then when he came, he said, Oh, you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. So said, every problem you have, when you see, receive the power of the Holy Ghost, it will solve all the problems. One may ask, how do you receive the Holy Ghost baptism? Then he preached about Holy Ghost baptism. Clear. As he was preaching, the SU country ex- uh, leaders, the general secretary, who asked for Mama Charlotte and Ada Ubuntu, yes. they walked into the meeting. I didn't know that, Nana was there. Yeah. I didn't know that they were coming. They didn't tell us. I would have changed that speaker. (laughs) They came to sit at the back. Somebody whispered to me, Quickwat Fool is here. When I turned and I saw him, hey. I could have had a running stomach. (laughs) My spirit left me. And then Reverend Ampia Kofi was speaking. Holy Ghost baptism this one then he gave evidence when it comes upon you you shall receive you speak in tongues this and that so then he finished preaching and said okay he wants to invite some two people who have had the experience to come and demonstrate speaking in tongues just say Confucian not patrons the uh, national not executives national rulers My head uh, straight like this. I I couldn't hear any of the things he was saying. Then the two people came. One of was the wife of a teacher in the Achimota school, and the other was a student. I think he knew them and he called them when they came. when they finished speaking in tongues for about two minutes he said he, he was also going to ask them to sing in tongues <laughs> then they also started the two of them and then when he finished he said anybody who wants to speak in tongues should come forward Everybody rushed forward apart from my SU (laughs) Oguntius. And then in front, he had come with some other people. They started laying hands on the people. They were speaking in tongues. They were speaking. Come on, that's it. That's it. (laughs) That that is it. That is it. That is it. Keep speaking. Keep speaking. Hey. What it is is that the conference I attended, eh, my heart was not open to the teaching. So, my practices after eh, was diametrically opposed to what the scripture union had dictated to me. That's why I'm saying that you can be in a conference like this and your heart is not open to receive the teaching and the atmosphere and you walk out of here and do the opposite of everything that is taught. At the end of the meeting, all my executive members Went away and I was left alone to face the people because they all knew that fire was coming. I I I knew. I I I, they would slap me or maybe they they, would beat me or something. I mean, I was prepared for anything. fool looked at me, very stern look, very angry look. I'm disappointed in you. You and your friend, my friend was Herman. We went for the conference. And, and another brother called Brew, And then we were sitting in front. For me to at that time, I like sitting in front. Any meeting I attend, I'm in front. Writing notes. Gitty, 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 gitty. And what did you do with all those notes? I wanted to say that. It's on top of my wardrobe. <laughs> May you not pack your notes on top of a wardrobe. May your heart. The Bible says, the woman who sells purple, she attended unto the teachings of Paul. She attended because her heart was open. Many pastors are not benefiting from Bishop DiGuard Mills in Ghana because their hearts are not opened. Even when they are honoring people Uh, for some of these GPC and other things, you see that they don't mention his name. Rather, no, the World Pentecostal Council can recognize his works because pastors outside of Ghana are benefiting from what God has given him, are building big churches, stable churches, and are feeding, teaching their Bible schools with their materials. Only in Ghana, it's like, a prophet is not without honor, except in his own country. How many people have built a type of campus he has built in Manpong? Yeah. With its own road. From the main road into the, the city of the campus. With, you will never walk on dust. With water. Some of these students are from there. And water that runs 24-7. And Electricity uninterrupted supply you, you just have to walk there and, and, and see what God has used the wisdom God has given him to do what he has done why can't your heart be open pray for open hearts so that an open heart surgery can be performed on your life and they will remove tumors out of your heart and place the anointing of God that can bring you into a great blessing how many pastors are invited all over the world? Panama, uh, uh, Colombia, Argentina, Ish- Brazil, Seoul, yeah. so Korea. In doing, every year since today, every year at Church Growth Conference, he speaks there for the last almost 15 years or more. How many people? When we say international Ministry, a minister who is international is Bishop Mills. Yes. But when your heart is not open, you can never attend to the words. When you hear he's doing, give that say holy compliment. ah, There they go again. Oh, you are a frauder. You are a frauder. And now Your heart is not open. It's a, it's unfortunate. So you see that if you are the lead a woman of who sells purple, a man like Paul is walking through your city with such a heavy anointing. And if you don't receive his words, what is your future? Pray for an open heart. Pray for your heart. Pray for your heart. The next is a forgiving heart. Hello. A what? A forgiving heart. It's one of the right kinds of hearts you must have. A forgiving heart is a heart that is able to show mercy. Matthew 18, 35, it says, So likewise shall my heavenly father do also unto you, if ye from your hearts forgive not every man his trespasses. You need a forgiving heart to be able to relate with people and to stay married for a long time and to be a quality minister. You need a forgiving heart. Yeah. I wish I could tell you that you would never be offended. But you have opportunity for many offenses. I pray for you that you will, you will cross all the junctions of temptation to hurt you. Whoever you are, once you are part of humanity, even I'm sure, even at this conference, you may have experienced some hurt. It's possible, as just maybe you are a senior pastor, but they didn't recognize you well, and they put you in the middle instead of bringing you closer to the front or even in front, because you deserve the front. Can easily be hurt. You need a forgiving heart. It hinders your prayer. In Mark eleven twenty five, 25, he said, when you stand praying, forgive. That your heavenly Father may also forgive you your trespasses. And I like the amplified version. Forgive when you stand praying. The amplified says, and whenever you stand praying, do you pray? Do you stand praying? When you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive him and let it drop leave it let it go in order that your father who is in heaven may also forgive you your own failings shortcomings and let them drop <laughs> you see when you have something against someone it's like you're reaching, man you're rich you're reaching. so infanti, what are there jemonka is that not so yes. Ch- chese what he says that Leave it. Let it drop. Let it go. So, the issue that you are pulling. Leave it. Let it drop. Let it go. When you stand to pray. It's one of the, you see, when you are going to pray, those of you who like the lost prayer, At the junction of the Lord's prayer, says, "Forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us." Now, it's a mathematical equation, but you may never know. "Forgive me, as" means equal to. Those I forgive those who trespass against. So. Your forgiveness of me is on the left side of the equation and the equal sign is in the middle and on the other side is my forgiveness of those who have trespassed against me. So what you are saying is that the way God should forgive you should be equal to the way you forgive others. Go and think about it. Most of us don't think that way when we are praying. Rather, even in the prayer, you'll be insulting somebody that has offended you. All those people who thought I would never amount to anything. God, I lift my hand to you. Lift me up so that they will be ashamed. You see, our prayers out of bitterness. Because you you were expecting that they will lift you up somewhere. Your senior pastor will give you an opportunity to also go to London. Then you are praying. Father, there are some people who think that I may never make progress, but you are my God. I am placing my life in your hands. Father, disappoint all their expectations. As you are praying, your senior pastor is in your head. How do you think God will answer such a prayer? Let it drop. I don't like saying it, but I I would like to say it just for the sake of teaching. But not that that's... My prayer always is that God will keep my heart in this way for me. Help me, help me. But without a shadow of a doubt, I've never had an occasion to be offended by Bishop DiGuard Mills. I've never allowed a temptation to ever have a place... I don't want to receive his call. I don't want to see his face. I don't want to hear his name. I don't want to listen to his messages. If somebody's listening, say, oh, look, turn it off, turn it off, and let's, let me just finish. When I finish, you can continue playing. No, I'm n- nothing like that. My, I have developed the dark skin. Do you know dark skin? Doko, doko, dabo, double. When water falls on their back, it doesn't enter the feathers. It just flows down. What are there to fall on you? But it flows down. How can you marry if you don't have a forgiving heart? Hey. Yes. But you have to learn how to a- accommodate in Kwasya and still flow along. Hey. <laughs> and
0: then
2: somebody just comes, or somebody, he just comes. Sits down. Calls you. Bring me water. Brahma Won't you take your own water? You it's even the fridge is just three steps from you. And I am downstairs. You are calling me. Ajua fa brah. So come I tell you, Wouldn't you be reasonable, small? So I but Jack. Hello. And so, ma ice I add some ice? Very good. Oh, be refreshed. Why? Right? I'm heating the food downstairs. I'll come back to you. You can't do that. You, you, you wave your hand downstairs. Oh, na me So when you are coming upstairs uh, You say what? Water Water Okay And willingly you come and give are pastors who are hurt in the church. You haven't recovered from the hurt. Whatever the reason. Did You remember your birthday? Pastor traveled, then he gave, instead of you thought you were the senior, then he made a junior person rather preach. And he didn't explain the reason why he's making him preach. So you are thinking to yourself, you see, the bad thought will not come that, ah, he doesn't like you. Okay, he's not promoting the Bible. Meanwhile, he wanted to tell you, but he tried to call you, he didn't come. And he didn't go, but he didn't, you see, and he doesn't, my bishop, he doesn't have to give me reasons for things. I give the reasons for the things. Good ones. Maybe he will try to come, he didn't get me. Maybe he, 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 he forgot. You too, you can forget. Maybe he's trying to give that guy opportunity to be also strong so that when he will move out and leave the church for you so that the guy can be a meaningful assistant for you. But maybe only time explain it. And he doesn't have to explain all the things. But if you have a forgiving heart, it doesn't give room for all kinds of evil thoughts. You came so. And then I'm my last one. Even when I finish, grandma, my daddy is coming. When he comes, you will see something. <laughs> this, is, this is a very wonderful one. A pure heart. It's one of my favorites. A pure heart. A pure heart is a heart that is free from anything that corrupts. And I would add that. A pure heart is a heart that does not misinterpret things, misconstrue things, does not read into things. Pray for a pure heart. When you are praising, pray for your heart and pray for all these aspects because they all have a way of placing you at the proper place so that God's love can reach you. In Psalm 24, verse 4, he says, He that hath clean hands and a pure heart, who hath not lifted up his soul unto vanity, nor sworn deceitfully. In fact, read from verse 1. Verse 1. Verse 1. He says, The earth is the lost and the fullness thereof, and they that dwell in them. Verse, verse 2. He says, For he that founded it upon, he founded it upon the sea, and established it upon the floods. Who shall ascend into the hill of God? Or the Kodesh of the Lord. Or who shall stand in his holy place. Who can be qualified to stand before God. And have him manifest himself in a powerful way. Who qualifies? He said he that hath clean hands and has a pure heart. A pure heart. Blessed are the pure in heart. They shall see God. The pure in heart will have God manifesting himself to them pure heart. It's not that you are perfect, but your heart is pure. You don't read into things. If I say, Bishop Sam, please, can you sit at the, please sit, sit at the back on the black chair behind there? When he goes, his mind is not going to be thinking, why? Has Bishop demoted me? Why has he, you see, he does not, he does not read with a pure heart. You will not read into things. I'm sitting here in front. Why has he moved me to the back? Who is coming? Who is bigger than me? You see, when your heart is not pure, you start to toss something that happens even innocently. You start to misconstrue, misinterpret, read into it, and give it a wicked meaning. And you'll be surprised that from that day, your, your, your posture has changed. Yeah. Your attitude changes in a meeting. Now when you meet the person, you don't want to come close because you feel that he has demoted you. Meanwhile, it was not like that. He saw that the leg of the chair was about to break and was displacing you so that you will not suffer a break. Because somebody had fallen down before he sat down. You wouldn't know that. And I'm saying that when you have a pure heart, the person doesn't need to interpret. You see, sometimes, listen, listen to this. Bishop Prince, who came to speak on gatherology, the art of gathering, he is, he, 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 he's a polymath. He is, he understands a lot of areas of life. Any problem you have, he will be able to find and discover a solution. From what Jack to ants that have infested, snakes that have entered your car, how to buy a coffin, how to, I mean, <laughs> how to get a, a person who works on banks who works on who, he, he, hey. He's a problem solver. He's versatile. He knows into a lot of things. Before he arrived on the scene, I was if Bishop Doug, Howard Mills needed something to be fixed in his house. Pierre, where are you there? I need. I brought. I got a new system. Can you come and organize it? Pierre, um, we need something in the office. Can you organize it? Pierre, I need to type a letter. Can you organize it? Pierre, this that. A time came. No more Pierre. Prince. Can you find this? Prince, can you find that? If you don't have a pure heart, you would think that they don't like me again.
0: Yeah.
2: Now they brought these small, small boys. They are now doing the things that. Bishop Sam, please come back to your seat. <laughs> yeah. It was just a play. We are just acting a play. <laughs> yeah. Pure, pure, pure it has a pure heart if you don't have a pure heart and they transfer you like i was transferred to airport without instruments <laughs> and bishop said we are going to buy instruments for crisp sound see i was so in my heart not in my mind or whatever not just words that i, was, I never said it to anyone but inside me i said this is the will of god that year, we had prayed 20, during the 21-day fast for the will of God. Right after the fast, we, start, we were in the office, and he called for a meeting. And he said, I think I'd like you to go. Now, without a pure heart, your mind will be that, ah, I've been with you. We are always together at the headquarters. If I lead worship, you preach. Bishop Saki comes to finish. If I lead worship, you preach, Bishop Saki comes. Why are you why are you sending me away? What have I done? Is there something wrong with me? Why? No. No. The explanation he gave me, my dear brother, that he said, T has been enjoying this pastoral way for a long time. I think it would be good for you to take one of the, just take one of the churches and also work on it. It's very nice, because he's also gone to the children in Lagon and he's enjoying it. You to take one, and also you to enjoy it. Two, it is nice to be nice. Let's leave the Kodesh. Let's find younger bishops. Let's leave the church as though we are not there. I, 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 I sought the wisdom. Because where are your fathers? Do they live forever? So when he gave that explanation, You see, if you don't have a pure heart, you will read into what is not being written. (laughs) And today, Bishop he is the bishop at the Kodesh. He's there. Now, how else will such a person blossom and be a bishop and also enter into a certain level of ministry if there's such a level even? But you see, when you don't have a pure heart, that's why pastors, unsure of the purity of the hearts of some of their assistants, cannot transfer them. The wife will say that, hey, they pull you down. I remember Prophet Kakra. Prophet Kakra him. he was in Kumasi, built a big, nice, big church, hosts us very well with his own house in Kumasi that he had built and the church that he had built with offices, with branches. Bishop, that comes. And you know, such a wonderful leader. When you have a good leader, he has to take hard decisions. He looks at Prophet Kakra, who is even his brother-in-law. He's married to Prophet Kakra's senior sister. I want you to move out of Kumasi and come to Accra, to Sakumono. That's a sizable church in some very remote corner near the Saku. <laughs> it's like Sakumono River or the Saku. Sakumono River. Sakumono River. No toilet. No office. He left his skyscraper office in Kumasi and he moved him. He said, move your wife. His wife had a private Medical office, practice, private medical clinic. She was running it, Any money in Kumasi with a lot of sick people who come to her and bring money. They are moving from Kumasi. Come, you and your wife with her clinic, everything. I don't care whether the clinic moves or it stays, but you are moving. All of you are coming. You see, when you don't have a pure heart, you don't have a house in Accra, but come. Own any land in a but come. You don't have a pure heart. Even some people said this, some people who heard it outside our church, they said this is a pull him down. You see, many pastors even don't have a pure heart. Yeah, that's true. yeah. Always reading into things when they meet their colleague, senior pastors. Everybody is trying to show who is who with a certain type of airs and Framat around them. You don't even know where to hold. Pray for a pure heart. There's a song. It says, um, uh, No, it says, uh, Is your name in the book of life? Is your name in the book of life? Yeah. Is your name in the book of life? There's a portion that it says, only the pure in heart will see Jesus. I don't know why. That, that line, it just strikes a chord in my heart always. Only the pure in heart will see. Because say, the guy went to heaven and then they, made, they saw the roll call and his name was not in the, the list. <laughs> and the angel was explaining why his name was not on the list. He says, unforgiveness lacked within your heart. Meanwhile, the guy says he pays his tithe and he, 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 he has himself a good name. And that he's a pillar in the church. But the angel said, but unforgiveness, unforgiveness lurks within your heart. Some folks. now. Unforgiveness
0: lurks within your heart. Uh-huh. Some folks that you will never let go. Some folks that you will never let go. Little foxes, little foxes, and secret faults and secret faults will spring surprises. Will on spring final
2: surprises day. on the
0: final day. Only the pure, only the pure in heart will, will see, see Jesus. Jesus. Those whose and glow with purity Gosh. Yes, you
2: name in the book of life.
0: Only the pure in
2: heart. You see, Jesus, in your ministry, it is the purity of your heart that attracts the manifestation of his glory. See, sometimes I'll be walking, Bishop Dagwood Mills, Bishop E.A.T. Saki, Bishop Ediadi. You'll find us playing golf, relating, we've related like that for quite a long time. Discussing everything about ministry. See, but sometimes, three of us will be together and Bishop will say, T, let me, let me, and I'll be standing here and the two of them will be, and, and there's nothing really that can be said, that I cannot know about. But sometimes he say, T, let me just tell you, uh, 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 tell you something, then I'll be there. Wow. No, you see, I'm saying that, I'm just remembering some of these instances that you can be there with an evil thought. Yeah. That, uh, but what is it? Are they sharing some money they don't want me to know about? Are they? What is, eh? it? What is, it? What is it? What is it? You see, if your heart is not pure, you will read into things. You will misconstrue. You will you will you will you will twist the whole thing. Titus chapter one verse fifteen. Titus one fifteen. Unto the pure, unto the pure, unto the pure, all things. they transfer you, it is pure. If they don't call you, it is pure. If you text, they don't respond, it is pure. But to them who are defiled and unbelieving, is nothing pure. But even their own, their mind and their conscience is defiled. Everything is Without even a reason, you are defiled. Because the purity of your heart is not there. You see, when I rem- recently I was watching Oedipo. He was preaching about something. When he finished preaching, he said, Pray for the grace to be what? Eh? Ken, to be what? Pray for the grace to be what? Eh? To take responsibility. for your church growth or whatever. I said, pray for grace to take responsibility. You see, I was surprised because he had preached about church growth involves praying and pulling down strongholds because you cannot go into a a strong man's house and plunder his goods without uh, first binding the strong man. So when he finished, I would have thought that he would say, so shall we bind the strong man? But he said, rather no. You who have heard me, talking about these principles of church growth pray for grace to take personal responsibility for the growth of your church I was very surprised I mean I was blessed with the fact that the prayer topic was not a very hoodious, complex arrangement of charismatic words pray for grace to take responsibility for the growth of your church thought to myself what a prayer because you can always ascribe the growth of your church to they are not supporting me from the headquarters they are not giving me money from here it's because i don't have rich people in my church i cannot do this because of this but for the grace if you yourself can recognize that that whole thing depends on you the solution has begun pray for the grace to have a pure heart Bishop Daggyward Mills has pasted at the Kodesh for years. After that, backpass Bishop Eatsaki. Etisaki. Bishop E. Etisaki. Backpass, <laughs> Bishop E.
1: Mathematical
2: equation. Huh? Mathematical equation. Now say, time as soon, say, Ubibe taking reins of power. And you may not be follow Naturally. And he to
0: You
2: go to a classroom Say, another Eddie where the hospital is always writing letters to the church that that's where you should go and pastor if you are pure in heart it is pure pure he too he can be and he's not even the senior most bishop in terms of the hierarchy of the entire Lighthouse Chapel International so if you are not pure and you are sitting somewhere Okay, senior. They were bishops long time before him. Why don't they give you see? So a lot of times in the church, you know, these are the rumblings and undercurrents that contaminate the sweetness of the atmosphere in a church. You see oh, why the church is not growing. Because a lot of impurities and defilements are flowing in the church. That up to today, Bishop Dag is still my favorite preacher, favorite author, favorite leader. Yes. Up to today, me. don't have a pure in heart, small change now we're new master son. they say you are no longer that? okay, you count, especially those who count money we don't want you to count money again we want you to now join the ashes hey, why? do they think I'm a thief? has anybody said something about me? you don't have to think like that, a lot of marriages are spoiled based on defiled consciences your husband says hello to a sister no to the peon. all things are pure only Never misconstrue and read into things. Yes. We can go to a conference, cry and say, "We are on the bill of speakers." Nase organizer n'ebanoka say, "Oh, because of some uh, rearrangement, you no. Know. In fact, we we'll slot no. sort of the more before Why is he better than me?" Yeah say I'm not a good preacher did you enjoy the first one I preached you see that your heart is contaminated with a lot of impurities after that you are going to meet, even if you agitate her and then they say okay minister what will you be ministering from what hat is going to be put on the pulpit to display, to, to, to show us Call a meeting, and you are not invited. Will you be able to stand it? Sometimes, bishop will have a meeting. Said this brother should come, this one should come, this one, this one shouldn't come, this one. Let these people. We just want to have a small meeting. So, if you hear of the meeting later, and you don't have a pure heart, you are you are broken, and and sometimes you can be broken for good. Based on air. May your heart be healed. <laughs> Even you can be rebuked wrongly. If you have a pure heart. You receive it well. The Bible talks about if you are buffeted. eh? It's in, it's in First Peter chapter 2. I like... Uh, please. First Peter 2. First Peter 2. From... 17, 18. Servants, something. Honor all men. Fear the brother. Next one, 18. Servants, be subject to your masters with all fear, not only to the good and gentle, but also to the froward. Okay? Next one. For this is thankworthy. See, be subject to your masters, not only to the good and gentle, but even to those who are constantly opposed to you. Froward. For this is thankworthy. If a man for conscience toward God endure grief, suffering wrongfully. See, if you have a pure heart and you suffer wrongfully for conscience towards God's sake, you, you endure it without fighting back. 20. For what glory is it? What's boast? when you are buffeted for your faults you did wrong and they punished you for it and you take it patiently what is what is what is there to boast about it that you did wrong they, they punished you and you took it well that one is not anything to boast about but if when you do well and suffer for it you take it patiently this is acceptable to god You, see, you can go to a meeting and they put you on board wrongfully you, most Christians will fight back and resign after that yeah. Yeah. only the pure in heart will see Jesus only It's not pure you know I I can go on and on and on I think I need to um, wrap up before daddy comes so let me give you perhaps one more that I believe may be a blessing to you which is um, where he talks about encouraging hearts okay all right this one a proclaiming heart you find that in chapter chapter 30, 30 something 30, 43 Point number 5 A proclaiming heart There are so many of them You find it in the book I told you already The book we can't exhaust it Guide out to the rest I have a great heart 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 a proclaiming heart at first sight you don't find this a very powerful type of heart to develop but in Psalm 45 verse 1 A proclaiming heart is one that makes the gospel known to the public. Someone with a proclaiming heart is loud, emphatic about what he believes. Okay? In Psalm 45, verse 1, he says, my heart is indicting a good matter. I speak of the things which I have made, touching the king. My tongue is the pen of a ready writer. One version puts it this way. My heart overflows with a good theme. I address my verses to the king. My tongue is the pen of a ready writer. A proclaiming heart eh, is a heart that overflows with themes, themes, themes. It overflows with themes. He said, my heart overflows with a good theme. My heart is indicting a good matter. What he's saying is that what when you are proclaiming the gospel, you need a heart that overflows with the theme you are proclaiming. I will explain it because it's so powerful. He says, my heart overflows with a good theme. I recite my verses for my king. Eh? My tongue is like the pen of a ready writer. So the heart, a proclaiming heart or a heart that overflows with a good theme is important for ministry. Preaching must flow from the heart. Your heart must overflow with the theme. If you are, I'm preaching about the heart, it's an over, my heart overflows with the theme of a pastor's heart. That's why my tongue is like the pen of a ready writer. Like somebody I'll say it again. Somebody I will do exam room. paper Out of 10 questions, you have 10 easy to answer questions. What your pen? You are a ready writer. Hey, more paper. Give me more paper. When your tongue is like the pen of a ready writer, when you are preaching it's like you can't stop. I can talk about this till tomorrow morning we will be sitting here and nobody will fall asleep. I'm not preaching something that is just written in a book that has been given me to preach. I have my heart is inditing, It's overflowing with the theme of the subject I'm teaching and so it is flowing freely. It is like the pen of a ready writer. It's like somebody a You see when you are, you are preaching and your heart is not overflowing with the theme you are just reading the point. You see, if, if, if this, I'm preaching from chapter, uh, what? Chapter, 30, I started from 37 or 36. All the way, picking and choosing, picking and choosing. But you see, it's not, and I even am reading sentences from the book direct. But within the letters and the lines, are lies that are in the book you haven't yet seen. That's why when Bishop Ogo is teaching, you look at the book. You will see he has quoted the verses. And then it's as if he has put the book down. And now his heart overflows with a good theme. The theme of the subject of shepherding is bubbling in his heart. And that is why he is speaking like somebody. Uh, his, his, like, his pen is like the ready write. He's ready to write. One day I was watching Bishop Dagg. It was a camp meeting. He was talking about the sweet influences of the Holy Spirit, and he was talking about the sweet influences of the Holy Spirit on the on your level of honesty. Then he got to a point. He was talking about, you see, honesty is from your heart. Then he switched off to talk about if you are singing, your singing becomes powerful when you sing from your heart. You see, when Grace was singing. Eh, eh, all I need is you, Lord. Is you, Lord. you see, it got to a point you can see that she's not just singing the lyrics of the song that has been typed for her, her heart is overflowing with the theme of the song. It's like that the, the song she's singing you know, has entered her heart, it has entered her labab, the innermost soul. So she starts to sing all I need is you, all I want is you, all we want is you all I, I mean it's like she, she varies the I want to, I like to, I, I, I am oh I choose, I mean and it flows and you can feel the power you can feel the presence when uh, m- eh? Ma-u-ra-mi. huh huh Mawirami. yesterday she was singing oh my God and my Lord oh She'll start nearer my God to thee in another tune. Then she'll bring there another tune. Then she'll sing some verses. Oh, Radin Bibi Jame. Because she's not just singing, her heart is overflowing with a good thing. So her tongue is like the pen of a ready writer who is writing without stopping. Or third paragraph back on, flows into the second paragraph, third paragraph, fourth paragraph. She turns the page, writing, writing. Turns the page, writing, writing. There. What is it? More paper. I need more paper. There is more to write than my hand can move. That's why most preaching doesn't work. talking about the proclaiming heart is a heart that overflows with good themes if you are preaching about faith and it's just a, a doctrine that you are supposed to conclude because on, on your almanac week 3 is faith toward God week 4 is repentance toward God week 5 is what? baptisms and then the first week of the following month we are talking about prayer ain't you know a woman who like no follow sometimes in my church we do what we call feeding five to seven paul said the letters i've written to you that i've wrote to this church when it is read cause that is also read here too so we believe that the books that our daddy has written are letters to us, so we must read it in all the churches. So we have a season coffee feeding five to seven. We choose one book, then we tell the pastors preach from this book for the whole month or six weeks. Every pastor, including me, I'm a bishop, I'm subject to such an instruction. When it is given, I don't just say that. This is a feeding five to seven book that they say we should teach. They say we should teach uh, out of ministry. So I am going to do chapter one and no, no, no. In the sweet influences, he said, "When you preach from your heart, that's when it has power and life-changing effect. People are convicted." Because you see, your heart is not, you are not just reading the letter and the points that have been written in the book. I take my time. Unless the chapter I am going to preach has been taken from the pages of the book and written on the tablet of my heart. Before I am coming on that Sunday, I'm not preaching it. Even this thing I'm preaching. Oh. I've eaten it. One day I told Bishop, I said, Charlie, the book is very nice, but you didn't give us meat at all. He said, Look, the book is very thick already. If I start adding a lot of explanations, nobody can even hold the book. Because this art of shepherding is very thick like this. If every so you see the but you write one or two sentences on the type of heart, the rest, you have to think about it. Yeah. Yes. Look at how thick it is. And there are no pictures. So, I'm going to pictures. I'm going to pictures. Open graphic. <laughs> hey, beginning to end. Only bold boldened words and then just a lot of writing. And then a lot of them... Just small writing, small explanation. The rest, you have to to eat it. And let it enter into the center of your life and ministry. Where life flows from. Your ministry will be very powerful. A proclaiming heart. It must be a heart that overflows. So if you are preaching about faith, Take it from the notes. Let it enter your heart, and preach from your heart. When you read the point, let the point you are you are explaining be something that has entered your heart. Sometimes, cry, you know, yeah, the point you you read here. verse now, I support you know, and said that you're correct. But do you understand know what I'm talking about? You know. It says in Hebrews chapter five, verse four. It says, "Verily, verily, I say unto you that whosoever shall, okay, powerful, you know what I'm talking about. So, when you are you, you are following God, and the... point verse you no know, doesn't support the point, but oh, forsook. And the fact that people say they understand doesn't mean they understand. When we're in school, that's how it was. Everybody will say they understand. When they call one person to explain, we say or when he explains what he claims to understand, very bad. My heart overflows with a good thing. I recite my verses for my king. See, my heart must overflow with the good thing it's like the theme of the subject I'm talking about firing it from here your, your ministry will change forever if you have a proclaiming heart you can preach the gospel and cry because of the way your heart has overflowed with the theme of salvation finally I think having said all the good ones, I think it is enough. May God give you greater understanding in the mighty name of Jesus. May you not have diseased hearts, beastly hearts, covetous hearts, and lustful hearts. The rest are in the book. May God give you deeper understanding. Stand to your feet, please. For just a minute, if you can stay where you are, I will really appreciate it. We are going to, I'm sure, we'll give a little, just to wee wee break because Daddy just about to arrive, and then you just return because we don't want you to be walking around when he comes. But just for one minute, I want you to place your hands, two hands, on your heart, and ask God. Maybe there are some diseases in your heart, and forgiveness within your heart a bitterness has struck your soul a pain maybe from a broken relationship or a a disastrous relationship has postured you in such a way that you cannot even receive love from any quarter tonight pray for a healing of your heart Praise for a heart that loves God. Father, we give you thanks. We give you blessing. We give you thanks. We give you blessing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You are the cardiothoracic surgeon of our hearts. Perform surgeries tonight. Perform operations tonight. Remove certain contaminations, oh God, that we have allowed to enter our hearts. Purify my heart and make it clean. Shh. Purify my heart. Let it be as And precious silver Purify my heart Let it be as gold Pure gold Pure Refine as fire Refine as fire I has one desire, I have one desire is to be,
0: is to be oh, Set apart for you
2: Lord. I choose to be.
0: For you, oh you my master
2: ready to go. Father, we thank you. Touch our hearts tonight. Your word declares in Psalm 21:1 that the heart of a king is in the hand of the Lord. And you can turn it in whichever way you want, like the water courses. Father, turn our hearts in the direction of your love. Make my heart soft. Grant us grace to be pure in heart. Grant us grace, oh God, to have stern hearts and open hearts. Deliver us from hearts that are contaminated with bitterness, hatred, and lust. Save us, O God, that we might not go astray. We thank you for your blessing. In Jesus' name. Amen.